0: Hello and welcome to season three, episode three of the Marketing Matters podcast from BSA Marketing. I'm sat here today at Glossop Gasworks with my fellow podcast presenter, David Wright. So, hi, David. Hi there. And David's actually suffering a little bit because he fell off his bike yesterday. I don't know if he took, he's talked. It was
1: to not me. yesterday. It was on Friday. Oh, on Friday,
0: sorry, yeah. So, which as uh, I mentioned it to my wife and told you where told her where you were going, and she said, "What was he doing going down that road in that terrible weather on Friday?" <laughs> well,
1: benefit of hindsight and all <laughs> that.
0: But I think you're you're on the mend. I believe. I, th- I think so. Yes. Hopefully, good. And yeah, it hasn't put you off the idea of cycling. Uh, on the contrary, but yeah. So the. Uh- <laughs> The weather is a lot better today. It's a little bit white, but generally speaking, it was pretty wild on on Friday. But yeah, definitely a little bit, bit better today. Anyway, on to the subject of today's podcast. And we're basically looking to continue our series on bridging the technology gap and last time we talked about web hosting sorry we talked about websites themselves so today we're going to take a little bit of a step behind the scenes on websites and take a look at web hosting so what would you say is the most important thing when you're looking at web hosting what's the most important thing that you want it to do
1: i think i'm going to use my favorite technology phrase and that is that you want your web hosting to be invisible because you want
0: it just to work and, and I should say that was the answer I want, and maybe I should have. We should have prepared this before because that was the answer I was expecting you to give, and the answer I wanted. So thank you for that. Anyway, well, it just on. goes <laughs> to show
1: how we are of a mind. But yeah, maybe. Um, but I think it's one of those things that it is is a bit of a Cinderella in the whole website. Thing. I mean, we talked last time about how important a website is for your business. And, and I think equally, hosting is very important for your website. And yet, very often people get completely focused, as we've talked about before, on, on building a website. And then once it's built, that you think, well, oh, well, I suppose we need to host it somewhere now. And, yeah. and it's it's very much an afterthought. Where actually, good hosting can make or break how effective your website is yeah. in, in in its ultimate goal of working to drive your business. Yeah. Because as I say, if you, if you have the the wrong type of hosting, you're either going to it's going to give poor performance for your website, or at the other end of the scale, you could be paying over the odds for something you really don't yeah. need. And, and
0: I think maybe part of the issue is the fact that generally speaking it does just work so you you know it it is one of those things that you don't have to put too much thought into and it is very easily available on uh, you can go and sign up for for hosting packages very easily so people tend not to put much thought into it but I, I, but it does as you say have a significant impact on i, I th- and i think it's becoming more so
1: because what's happening as
0: we've we've talked about before is that
1: that websites are getting more complicated yeah. people are expecting them to do more they've moved on from just being a the idea of a, a simple brochure site which to be honest will run on pretty much any hosting to get ever more complicated and whether it's sites built on platforms like like wordpress or magento or there are many many of them or or sites running e-commerce that there's actually a lot of functionality going on, so the hosting needs to be up to the job to make sure that the site works efficiently and effectively.
0: Yeah, and and I think I mean we had a, a situation with a client recently where they were saying, "Oh, we've just we've just created a new website and it's slower than the old one. How's that?" Mm-hmm. And I think the fact is that. It's the same. You put a piece of new piece of Windows software, a new version of Word on an old computer, and it will be slower. The fact is that these systems are becoming more complex, they're becoming and because the the sort of resources are available and the power of computers is going up, the new software will use that. So I think it is not unsurprising. I, that I think it should also be pointed out, in the case you've just spoken about,
1: the new website was significantly or is significantly more functional oh, than the old site. So, so actually it was delivering a lot more in terms of business promotion and yeah. driving a business. And as you say, that you, you need to make sure that the, the, the website functionality on the hosting are, are kept in sync.
0: Yeah, and I, and I think that sort of brings us onto another good thing that's worth discussing is the idea that, your hosting needs will change with your business. And you might start off with a very simple website, just delivering some marketing messages, but then you want to add in e-commerce, you want to, and particularly over the last 12 months, the idea that, what has you know e-commerce has become crucial to many businesses who hadn't really thought about it before and so their websites then become more and more functional and need um, a more and, and need uh, sort of a different uh, hosting environment so this idea that what's right for you now is not necessarily going to you've, you've got to think about well what do i'm what am i going to need in the future and make sure that the systems you're using are actually sort of scalable
1: though, though to be fair i think most systems are scalable even if you know your worst case scenario is you find yourself hitting a brick wall with your current hosting provider and yeah. and you have to move your site to a completely different provider a different server or whatever all of that is very doable
0: yeah but i think it comes back to this i mean that the the whole subject of these podcasts is about taking cuz that that making those decisions deciding what is right for your Your website is quite a technical discussion but obviously it's often it is one that a website owner as a business owner maybe you know they they don't really they don't have that knowledge and don't particularly want to have that knowledge so actually having a partner who can bridge that gap between the technical requirements of your hosting and what you're actually trying to achieve from a business perspective is really quite important.
1: Yeah, and and also recognising that you don't just want the ultimate hosting because you want the hosting that's right for your website and that's right for your business, that's right for your needs. And it's about getting the balance correct so that you do have, as I say, hosting that is invisible in that it's working for your business and you don't have to think about it because you
0: you actually don't really notice it. Yeah, and and I think that we talked about scalability, but I think actually the scalability of web hosting has become much easier over the last sort of few years with the the sort of development of cloud infrastructures where it used to be, and, you know, five years ago, our main host was we basically had a computer that we rented in the host's data center. And that was a physical box with physical resources. And when they ran out, we had, you know, you had to, a fairly big step change to, to move, to increase them, whereas now, the hosting tends to be all cloud so if someone says oh i need some more memory or i need need another processor you can just add it not quite on the fly but almost so i think as you say the the, the concept of scalability is definitely much less of an issue than it was was previously
1: yeah, and I, I think another another development that's that is making this whole process much simpler is in in the the area of email because yeah. oft i mean normally because Emails and websites tend to use the same domain. You know, bsamarketing.com is both our website address and it's the basis of our email addresses. Yeah. That, uh, that often emails were effectively hard-coded into a server, which meant that if you wanted to... Particularly if you wanted to move servers or you wanted to move providers because your website needed something different, you would have to move your email as well. And that could present problems, particularly where if you're although you shouldn't really do this, but using your your standard email as a as a sort of email storage system, mm. but with the the significant shift to cloud-based email, whether the likes of Office 365 and Gmail systems are probably two of the biggest, that actually it disconnects you your email from your server environment as well and that's all handled by the likes of Microsoft or or Google or whoever. And does make life a lot easier. So so yes, now moving your your server for the benefit of your website, you don't have the, the issues with maintaining your email service um, that you perhaps had uh, a few years ago.
0: And, and I think it is, I mean, you make a good point there about email, there's different types of email from very simple ones that you might get with a a simple hosting package right through to Office 365, which is effectively a fully fledged enterprise email system that, you know, you could be using pretty much the same system that big corporates are using and but because the, the costs of those have come down dramatically and so you can actually choose what's best for what's best for your business and I think the same with with web hosting you mentioned about the fact that you know you need to do it appropriately and you need to look at it and say well okay if my website is just a I say just but is providing marketing content and if it's a little bit slow or it, it goes down for a couple of a couple of hours while someone fixes it that's not going to be the end of the world. So, you know, the idea of spending maybe 10 or 20 pounds a month on hosting that is, is reasonable. But the idea then that you're saying, well, actually, on the other end of the scale, I've got a, an e-commerce website that is delivering me sort of five-figure turnovers every, every month. And if it goes down, my business stops, then it is the idea of spending only 10 or 20 pounds a month on hosting that really appropriate maybe you know even the idea of spending a 100 pounds a month maybe i don't know one one percent of your turnover on it is probably worth thinking about because actually the level of the level of sort of resilience and monitoring and backup and all that you can get at that level means that it will become more and more bulletproof
1: and i I think you, you you sort of addressing the point that for many businesses for many business owners Hosting is hosting is hosting. Yeah. and and it's it's absolutely not the case anymore that there is a whole spectrum of, of hosting and that you need to fit into that spectrum in the in the way that's right for you because you can end up with hosting that isn't up to the job, in which mm. case you're going to get frustrated that way. or you can end up paying over the odds for something that sure your website will work, but you really don't need what you're paying for.
0: Yeah. And I think sometimes what you're paying for as a, a sort of website owner, you almost don't notice it because of the fact that most good, if a, if a website is being managed and the hosting is being managed effectively, most of the good stuff is, and the, the thing that's keeping it going, is being done proactively. So, before it actually has an impact on the performance of the website people are noticing it and doing things about it and it's a bit like the the old analogy of the swan the uh, the, the website's just swimming along happily on the the surface but actually under Underneath, there is quite a lot of activity going on to make sure that the resources are there to keep it in that way and make sure that it doesn't fall over and that or doesn't slow down or whatever it may be.
1: And, and I think also that people are, are realizing, particularly with the, the strange environment that we're in at the moment, as more and more people are doing business online, that actually the idea that your website can be, particularly if it's an e-commerce website, can, can be trading 24 hours a day around the world, even if you're a, you might just think you're a little business in, in a corner of the UK, that actually there, there is absolutely no reason why you shouldn't be trading with anybody anywhere. So mm. the fact that there is somebody who's keeping an eye on your website and making sure that it, it's running effectively throughout your night is quite, quite a, a nice factor and is not out, out of the reach of, of even, even quite, quite modest businesses these days
0: yeah i I totally agree and I think i mean we, we've talked a little bit about websites we've talked about about email I mean the third thing I think that is uh, maybe worth just touching on is the whole question of domains because I mean they they 're the sort of glue that stick everything together, and in one level on one level they are actually the most important element of your sort of hosting environment because your domain is sort of your it is your brand online, and if you don't have control and the ability to to manage that effectively, you can come unstuck if you're not careful. You can,
1: and I, 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 that was it. Was something else I was thinking about as well that that I think it's remarkable how often I come across clients who don't know what domains they've got, don't really know where or how websites are hosted. And to be honest, while everything's working fine, maybe that's not too much of a problem, but suddenly you find that you don't know who's hosting your website, or that worse still, you perhaps have a a parting of the ways with an ISP, a web host, and then you maybe there's a bit of a little bit acrimonious and you find that actually your domains are hosted in their name mm. and normally you can recover them but it can be a painful process and take quite a while to do it so i think at a very simple level make sure that any domains that you rely on are you know
0: where they are you you have control of them and they're registered in your name i think that's a very sound piece of advice and i would definitely recommend that you know we talk sometimes about things you could do after a podcast and I think definitely one of the things would be just to go and do a quick search on any domains that you are that are key to your brand and make sure that you are the the registrant of those domains and uh, because that means that if anything does if there are any disputes over it you're ultimately the one who has control over them. And obviously if that's something
1: you're you're not sure about please feel free to get in touch with us and we'll be more than happy to help you on that.
0: absolutely and just to, to sort of, as we, we draw to a close, I just, we talked about the idea of maybe fielding a, f- a few questions that have, have come into us. And one that's come in that I think is relevant to this is this question of cloud hosting. I mean, everybody, you talk, everybody talks about cloud host, cloud website hosting or the, the you know, cloud services. So someone was just saying, well, what exactly is that? You know, so, David, can you give me a quick sort of two-second, uh, What here? When we talk about cloud web hosting, what are we talking about? Actually, it, it's, it's a bit of a misnomer
1: because all websites are hosted on real live computers mm. that connected to real live electricity and connected to the real live internet with wires and I think what what it really refers to is the fact that computers are becoming much more flexible and the idea of upgrading and adding and changing the the specification of Mm. a computer it's not like you you go to your local computer store and just buy a new one you can as you said earlier you can effectively adjust the specification of your computer more or less on the fly and that what you have now because it's well from a technical point of view relatively easy to do it there are now a lot of uh, ISPs and and server system suppliers who offer this highly flexible service so whereas a few years ago yes you either bought a whole computer or no computer Mm. or rented it from them you you now can rent them piecemeal and probably the, the biggest provider of that is AWS Amazon Web Services and people People think of Amazon as the uh, the online retailer, but actually the, the huge, huge part of their business is is AWS, which is the ultimate in flexible server provision, where you literally can buy bits of server by the by the minute. Yeah. So to to meet exactly what your needs are, and I think for for most SME businesses, that sort of flexibility is not that critical. But it's for, for big companies where they they might have a no, they're going to have a peak for a very short period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. time then the idea of buying massive server capacity for a few hours is really valuable Um, Mm. but the the flexibility is there for all of us but again it's about making sure you're getting something that meets your needs
0: yeah and and I think just talking to and the the obvious way to leverage this is to talk to the person who's supplying your your hosting and if you think that flexibility is something you need then talk to them about how how they might be able to deliver that and the other question that came in I think which is worth uh, just touching on is what is the difference? And I'm quite happy to answer this one. So, but, yeah, Go on. than, what is the difference between what are the benefits? I mean, people talk about private servers or public servers. So what's the difference between them? What's the benefit of having a, a private server as opposed to a public server? As I say, I'm more than happy to answer it. Go you know, on, you, to...
1: you, you, you do this one.
0: Okay. Well, I think the key element for me is about its security and how much of an impact other websites can have on your website because basically whether you're on a private server or a public server you will unless you have your own dedicated sort of server, you will be sharing resources with other websites. And if it's on a public server, those websites could be anything. And, and have, there could be thousands of them. And there could be thousands of them. And you have very little control over what they are. The moment you move on to a private server, and we, we have two levels. We have a sort of a shared private server where we own the server or we rent the server and we have a number, manage a number of sites on that server, but we have 100% control over all of those sites. So if any of them are causing an issue, we... We can look at that and deal with it straight away. So there is nothing outside of our control that is impacting that. And then, you, so that's the sort of the middle level. And then, if you went on to a, an individual, uh, your own private server, where basically your website is the only one on that server using those resources. So you have 100% control over how those resources are being used, and you can have 100% control over the performance of your website. On a day-to-day basis, so I think those—that's the three. If it's a, if it's a public server, you're reliant on sharing resources with lots of other people. You have very little control over. On a sort of a private shared server, you have you're still sharing those resources, but there's much more control over it. And on a private server, you are basically 100 percent in control. Yeah.
1: And so. I think to be to be fair, even at the the public server end, for many people, that that, that sort of service can oh, provide. Absolutely. A great resource at, at very very low cost, really. Yeah. And and obviously, if you're going to a, your own dedicated server, then the, the, it's it's going to cost you more. But but hopefully, it's it's an investment because your business and your website is delivering value that makes it worth paying for. Yeah.
0: It. And the costs costs are. As you say, it's all about finding what's appropriate. But if you're, going back to what we said earlier, if your website is turning over five-figure revenue every, every month, then the idea of a private server costing 100, 150, even 200 pounds a month is worth considering because of the control it can, can give you over that critical uh, sort of route to market.
1: Yeah. Well, you you just think, you know, and it does happen. We've we've seen it where particularly public servers that doesn't happen often, but we've seen when an ISP has a meltdown and people have been offline for several days. And, you know, and if you're turning over many hundreds or a few thousand pounds of business a day,
0: being on that situation is really unacceptable. Indeed. So I think the moral of the story is, while you don't need to understand it technically, understand what your hosting is giving to you and make sure that it is appropriate for the level of business that's going through your website. So I think we'll, uh, we'll sort of wind it up there. And as usual, if you found this interesting, you will find more of our podcasts at podcast.bsamarketing.com. You'll also find sort of written blog posts on subjects like this and others, including all the ones on our current Bridging the Technology Gap series on our website, bsamarketing.com. And you will also find us on social media, particularly Twitter and LinkedIn at BSA Marketing. So until next time, we will leave it there and happy marketing. Bye for now.